views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. I am so thrilled to be tuning you in. You're tuning me in. We're turning us on, all of the things we're doing. I want to thank you all for giving us some feedback. Yes, we are in what, you know, in the technical world, they call things like this, things that we do beta. And I don't even know, I guess, what beta means. Maybe Dr. Friedman can tell me what that means. But we refer to things that aren't quite ready yet um, as this, this holding pattern of progress. And so for those of you that are listening, you can also go, uh, to transformationtalkradio.com right now. And for those of you that have, I don't actually know if we can get this on the app. I got to ask Jessica about that. But if you go, if you have us on the app, you can scroll down. You can go to the website, transformationtalkradio.com or the Dr. Pat Show. And of course, you can hit the play button. But if you, if you kind of scroll down like I'm doing, because you're going to watch me now do it, right? And if you kind of scroll down, you know, what you're seeing is, and this is weird because now I get to see myself. That is about as weird as it gets right there, <laughs> is watching me talking about me on the thing. Anyway, today's show is all about, I love this, Dr. Friedman Schaub joining me here today. You know, I am so excited about what he's doing. You know, he has been co-hosting with me for years, and he's going to be hosting his own show here coming up next uh, January. You know, but part of this is looking at the journeys that we get to take together and how we get to change and evolve. Now, clearly for he and I, we have been through at least a few websites together. Definitely, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a few shows clearly reinventing ourselves he actually wrote the book that i've been talking about writing but the thing that i i love about today's show the empowerment self the empowered self series with with dr friedman Shao, is this topic is patience patience do we still have time for this benny patience do we still have time for this Now, before I jump into this, I want to say a little bit, you know, for those of you watching about my friend and my colleague, Dr. Friedman Schaub, but I could sit here and read a lengthy bio, or you could go to the fearandanxietysolution.com or cellularwisdom.com, or you can go to his profile page on our website, and you will not only get to hear about him, but you'll get to hear how he is helping people transform their lives. You know, each and every one of us has a moment in time, many if we're lucky, where we get to say either yes 
to what we're creating or look the other way. Now, what happens when we say yes and we think that whatever that yes is should have the momentum of instantaneous delivery? So if you've ever had a website that's being designed like he and I are, anything else that's happening, a book that you want published, and you do not have patience, please call Dr. Friedman now. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I want to talk with you, and I didn't really go into a long biography about you because Justin is putting information on the screen as we speak. But this idea of patience must relate to you in some deep way about your own personal journey from when you thought you were going to be a doctor, a medical doctor practicing in a hospital or an office to here you are today practicing in another way. And I so want to know, whose timing did all this happen on? And welcome. Well, you know, they say that you are teaching what you really have to learn. And when it comes to patients, I definitely wasn't born with a lot of it. Maybe it's, you know, was about my upbringing where I did have very driven and in some ways impatient uh, parents. But, you know, what I noticed about my own journey, every time I was impatient and every time I was somehow, you know, not really good at waiting for whatever outcome I desired, somehow it took way longer. I mean, we have heard this, you know, many, many times that, uh, you know, the, the boiled pot uh, or the the, no, the, boil, the pot that you're watching doesn't boil. And I think that's really something I had to learn the hard way. Now, in my own personal journey, patience played a big role because I needed to really have patience to let that what I'm doing now come forward. You know, I was in cardiology and I was working in a in a university hospital and there was no patience for the patient and that was one of the reasons why I actually wanted to leave because you know five minutes per person just to get a quick diagnosis a quick treatment plan move on that didn't seem like that that's what the patients need which is patience but from that place then moving on to now helping people to heal themselves and work on their anxiety and their stress and their chronic illnesses. That was a long journey and it took several years. It took about uh, at least eight years to get there and that took a lot of patience. And I remember especially two years where I was impatiently hitting my head against the wall and all I got was just more frustration and more sense of anxiety about still not knowing what it is. If I would have just leaned back and relaxed and now followed my own advice, then I think it would have been a much more enjoyable journey. So patience is very dear to my heart, and I think it's an enormous resource that we all have naturally, but we just need to practice it more. I love this topic. I uh, This morning, very early this morning, I got to experience this firsthand. You know, I, I go out with a group for coffee in the morning, really, really early in the morning, because, you know, I work just like you. We don't really have a, a nine to five kind of arena at what we do. So some days I can work up to 10, 11 o'clock at night. So I try now, as you have so beautifully taught me, to integrate a balance. So this morning, right? Coffee, coffee's being made. And you know, you go through the coffee, the pot fills up at the bottom. Did you know that, you know, th- this, this one gentleman could not wait for the pot to be filled? 
And so I'm watching him navigate how to get his cup in there as this <laughs> coffee is just like, boom, like flowing up. Fill- I, and I'm watching this. And, and I watched him for about 30 seconds think about it with the cup in his hand, right? He's got the cup in his hand. And you could see he's like, okay, do I grab? How quickly? What do I have to go? And he actually like puts the cup up close to the glass, you know, coffee pot, right? Getting ready to do it. And I'm watching him do it and watching him do it. And he was so, so jazzed about doing it i watched him pull the car the the pot off of the thing overshoot the flow clearly overshoot the flow with the cup he missed the cup (laughs) (laughs) and i Uh, thought i'm gonna talk to you about this what a metaphor for life you know when we are so ready to get in there and get it done not wait for this beautiful pot of coffee to of course finish it was almost finished he could hardly lift up the pot as full as it was. And then by the time he had his moment, Dr. Friedman, moment of opportunity to get that cup right under there, he overshoots the goal. <laughs> well, so you is know, that patience? I, what is patience? Oh, <laughs> Would that have been a demonstration? You know, it's unfortunately in our you know time and age, it's it's not really that we are given a lot of time, or at least we believe we're not giving a lot of time. So I have uh, understanding for this gentleman because we are told all the time things have to go fast and things have to happen now. And if not, we are all afraid to be left behind. So, you know, look at how fast computers are, you know, how fast internet connections are, how fast, you know, kids need to grow up and already have a plan for where they go to college. and. I mean, there is no time any longer to let things unfold. And, and we have created this ourselves. This is not something that uh, you know, just came about. This is something that we just gradually became more and more victims of. There is no device out there that makes us wait longer to practice patience. Everything is going faster. And we feel like we have to go fast with it. And so mm. patience gets forgotten. and. You know, I I remember the time where Danielle, my wife, and I met, and uh, which is now in 1999, so quite a long time ago. And uh, wow. she lived in uh, in Tennessee, and uh, I was in Seattle. And uh, you know, we just basically knew that we are meant to be together. But naturally, she couldn't just you know pack everything together and uh, and come to Seattle. And so there was a time where we had a long distance relationship, and. Uh, Red eyes, you know, got me to to uh, Tennessee at times, and uh, then there were like two, three weeks where we didn't see each other, and and there was this meditation that I remember we were listening to at that time, which was called Patience Pace, and it was a meditation by Yogi Bhajan, and uh, and I just loved to listen to this. First of all, it was very slow, so you had to have patience to listen to it, but then the words were all about just letting patience become a bigger part in your life and and the the gist of patience is also to trust that there is a timing to everything and i think you know this was one of the more important practices for me to learn to be patient and it certainly helped to bridge the time until danielle was in seattle uh, and made it much easier so i i certainly appreciate it that uh, that quality of patience in that regard. 
you know, I mean, the day and time we live in, and I wanted to talk with you about this, is that, you know, some people say, you know, patience was really something we learned from a pace that was much slower. Uh, for example, you talked about the red eye, taking a red eye, going, you know, taking it, going to Tennessee. So, you know, that red eye, if we go back, and, and I, I'm not really talking about a whole long time ago. You know, I'm not talking about like 2,000 years ago. You know, but I'm talking about even 100 years ago, maybe even less than that. The idea of a red eye to get you from Seattle to Tennessee was not something that happened so easily. You know, it was like this moment of acceptance that we had. And so now, are we having to accept a faster pace, learn how to adjust to it? And then the question when we come back is where does patience fit in this magic equation? And does our idea, Dr. Friedman, of patience still work? to help us with our fear and anxiety. Let's take a <laughs> short break. We'll be right back. For those of you listening to the show, you can go. Uh, I'll give you the website when we come back. If you're watching the show on the Dr. Pat Show website, just scroll down to the middle. You'll see a live streaming video of this. Uh, Justin's at the helm, I believe, putting the graphics up there and information up there. We are taking your calls. If you have a question about this, this is a hot issue. 1-800-930-2819. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Friedman's going to take us on a journey. He's going to take us on a journey. How does patience play a role, if any, to helping with the fear and anxiety solution? We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. My dream is to end homelessness. My passion is living a green life. My dream is to end poverty. My passion is volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer. My dream is to leave a better world for my children. We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world. To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com. ready to tap into the healer within? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know the real doctor is the source that lives within you, that heals within you minute by minute every day? The healer within is the innate intelligence of the human body. When we cut our hand with a piece of glass, we don't have to command the body to close the wound and grow new skin. It knows how to heal itself. We do have to nourish the skin by disinfecting it and remove the glass or it cannot heal. 
The innate healer relies upon us to assist in this healing process. Our role is to identify its needs, provide the substances required for the healing, and remove the obstacle. Contact us to achieve optimal health at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Pat. I am super excited about the Women of Wisdom Fall Harvest Festival coming in October. For those of you out there, if you're a healer, vendor, reader, or earth-friendly educational group seeking to participate in this fall event, well, you get to reserve your space now. To participate in this event, email wow at womenofwisdom.org. All right, everybody, we'll see you there. Join Chris Stanitz for the 2015 Women of Wisdom Fall Harvest Festival, Saturday, October 24th, 10.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. The following audio is via a Skype call. All I could taste is this moment All I can breathe is your life Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey yes, Dr. Friedman Schaub is in the house. Um, and I want to stop for a minute before we talk Good about morning. this idea of patience. You know, because many of you have heard me mention the fear and anxiety solution. Well, that is a journey I got to take with him as he was writing it. And it's so honoring for me to have someone like him demonstrate what it means to have a vision and a purpose and a passion and take that dream out into the world. And so today we're talking about patience as part of the Empowered Self series. But, you know, underneath all of this, Dr. Friedman, is really looking at, you know, the body of work you've done on the fear and anxiety solution, right? And I wanted to just ask you about it. How do all these things, how are they all interconnected? Well, fear and anxiety definitely uh, is actually often triggered when we don't have patience. Now, we all know this. You're on your way to work. Oh, traffic jam. You're stuck. Oh, what happens? You're that anxious. Oh, I'm going to run late. I'm going to meet the, miss the meeting. I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, impatience and fear and anxiety are kind of cousins. And vice versa is true too. For the fear and anxiety solution, for fear and anxiety to be really healed and like a really enjoy to say to be outgrown, it is important that we have patience. You know, sometimes we unfortunately fall into this idea, oh I have fear and anxiety. Well, I don't have patience for that. So let's take a pill and let's just push down all our emotions. Let's not feel anything and that's going to make it better. And, you know, lo and hold people realize, no, that's not really the solution. But as fear and anxiety is teaching us, often it is simply a matter also of growing beyond, growing beyond old patterns, growing beyond old ways of thinking, old, old ways of seeing ourselves. So patience plays a huge role in our lives. And so there should be actually a lot of room for patience. Now, in all our technology and everything that we have been able to achieve, flying to, the Mar to Mars and beyond, we never really achieved to make pregnancy faster than nine months. So there are certain things, you know, we haven't really cheated nature in its cycles. Uh, you know, there are things that we just have to realize, well, there is a certain timing to things. And like you said in the, in the break, you know, the universe uh, has a timing that is right and has an intelligence that usually 
does things better than we with our impatience are trying to force things to happen. So when we want to practice patience, we also need to understand that patience is a very natural aspect that is all around us, especially in nature and just going back to nature and getting a, a feel for how things are going at their own timing. You know, you can just as a simple exercise, take a, a seed, plant it in the ground and then patiently wait for that flower or that carrot or that tomato to come out and just really see that, yeah, this is actually fun. It's fun to see that patience doesn't mean still stand. Patient means there is a flow, but it's at a rhythm that it needs to be at. And it's not something that we can necessarily force or push to be any faster because that would actually not work, especially in that example of the plant. Yeah, I have a question for you because this is, I've been thinking about this, knowing that we're going to talk about it today. I mean, is the idea of there being less time uh, a reality or an illusion? And the reason I say that is I remember when the whole conversation about technology was in the forefront, right? And we were talking about how technology was going to help us have more leisure time. Do you remember that? I'm a, I'm a little older than you, but I remember that conversation. You know, I remember how technology was going to help us have more time, computers, cell phones, you know, all of the above. And, you know, the question mark is, is that really true today? Or is it that we're now expected to do more in the same amount of time? It's a really interesting question. Do we have less time or is that an illusion? Well, the day is tw still 24 hours, but what has been changing is how we spend our time. You know, I think especially all these electronics are in many ways, you know, time suckers because they we spend so much time not being present in the now, but somewhere surfing in the future in a different country. We are not spending time face to face we are spending time texting somewhere you know to a person that is far out of reach we are not spending time simply getting bored and maybe getting a little bit creative with ourselves or just chilling out we need to keep ourselves busy and active so you know there is something about yes we have the same amount of time but the way we spend it is certainly different and on top of it there is an expectation an expectation to be on it, an expectation to stay connected, an expectation to have at least 500 friends on Facebook to be you know, in touch with. These expectations, right. they make us necessarily like, you know, busier and they make us feel like, oh, I haven't done this yet lately and I need to do that. And oh, wow, look at this person, what they're doing. I should, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. So we get into this frenzy of having to collect a lot of experiences and be doing and be productive at all times, which then in the end is the opposite of being patient because being patient would just mean like also maybe figuring out what is it actually what I really want? What is it actually what I in this moment feel like doing and not this inner urge to do something just to keep up or be one of all the others? You know, I, one of the things we haven't talked about, and I hope we will do a show about this moving forward, um, it's kind of, you know, up in my face at the moment, the obsession of the mind. 
Uh, and yet every show we've ever done has really been about the obsession of the mind in some ways. Well, um, we're all obsessed, right? In oh, some, my gosh. Or I'm, other ways. <laughs> I mean, it really is quite an interesting journey we've gone on. And, you know, I was sharing with you about this. Um, you know, we've gotten so many requests for how to do things differently now. You know, and so we've actually been given an opportunity to not be like a traditional, quote, radio network station. We're not owned by the big two, right? We don't have a big corporation, you know, that's telling us how to do it. So when one of the hosts, one of you guys give us a list that's three pages long, we try to figure out how to make that happen. How does creativity in our lives, and this is really, to me, has been a little, a little question mark, how does taking the time for creativity help us with this dilemma? Well, I think patience and creativity have a lot to do with each other because creativity needs often space. It needs room. It needs something to unfold. And, uh, and therefore, we need to have at times patience to let that creativity, which is actually a deeper part of our mind, come forth. Now, most of us are more in reactionary mode, and that's what also at the workplace is much more common. There is a problem, you need to fix it. There is a deadline, you need to reach it. There is an expectation, you better meet it. And there is no time for, hey, you know, okay, I think it would be great if, but, you know, let's figure out, let's find a way, let's, you know, just brainstorm. I mean, in the good old days, I think the pace was much slower but there isn't really that much room for creativity. And there is also not so much room for you know, consistency, especially in the workplace, because you are replaceable. You will get, if you don't perform, just the boot. And then you know, the next person comes in. So there is also a fear at the workplace that is stifling creativity because you feel like that the people that employed you are impatient. They are impatient just like the stockholders are impatient. And you know, when we now see the fluctuations on the stock market, I mean, that's nothing but impatience because they feel like panicked with every little announcement any person makes and then it's gonna be selling or buying. And it's just, uh, you know, the world right now could uh, really use a little bit of patience because what we are doing right now is in some ways chasing our own tails. You know, you a know, friend of mine who is a CEO of a company, he, he told me, and it's really inspirational because he does actually practice it. He told me that everyone around him wants him to react very quickly. You know, there is something going on, a problem, and they want him to jump in, find a solution, look up at him. Well, you're the CEO, you should know it. And he always says, I always give myself at least 24 to 48 hours and I just do nothing. I'm just gonna let it sit in, I'm just gonna wait because I know then I'm gonna find the right answer. I'm not shooting out of the hip and it can frustrate, especially his you know, uh, vice presidents, but for him, it was just how he was always going through life and he kept that idea of taking time and trusting that the answers will come this way much easier and it works out great for him yeah I, when we come back i want to talk with you about trusting and what trust has to do with patience what is the relationship between trust and patience and the way we look in our lives you know and how does it show up you know in the world that we live in 
you know, someone said to me um, not too long ago, about two days ago, they said, you know, we just got to live life without expectations. And I thought about that. And I said, boy, that is not the way I live my life. What I live my life with is a gamut of expectations, but very little attachment. And this is an interesting conversation because I don't even know that we're made up of not having expectations. You go to you go to Starbucks, you show up, you offer you you say I I want my latte. By the time you pay the money, you expect to get a latte. So when we come back, let's talk about this idea, Dr. Friedman Schaub. When we come back, we're going to give you lots of information about him, how you can get a copy of his book, and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I've been, I've been losing sleep Dreaming about the things that we could be But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard The preceding audio was via a Skype call Do you want more sales, stronger relationships, a better work-life balance? If you answered yes, then you don't want to miss out on this one-of-a-kind event that will impact your life forever. Finish 2015 strong and make 2016 your best year in business ever. Connie Five, host of Masters Chambers, is sending you a special invitation to the Sales and Leadership Summit, November 4th in Newport Beach, California. Join Connie and sales expert Todd Novak to recharge, motivate, and focus. Don't miss your chance to get in on this one-of-a-kind event and skyrocket your business for 2016. Wednesday, November 4th at the Island Hotel in Newport Beach, California. Lunch, parking, takeaway tools, and workbooks included. Visit slsevent.com. That's slsevent.com to learn more and register your spot at the Sales and Leadership Summit today. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or exhausted? Are you ready to embrace a life filled with more love, connection, and joy? Best of the month list and five-star rated on Amazon, Conscious Being by author TJ Woodward will awaken you to your true nature. To learn more about how to get your copy of Conscious Being, visit ConsciousBeingBook.com today. want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones travel the world live spontaneously get ready because the chip justice show is here hosts dr pat Vasily and chip justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life living a life you love is the end game in this new inspirational and empowering show positive changes for life you'll love Tune in every month on transformationtalkradio.com and visit positivechangeinstitute.co for more information the following audio is via a Skype call. I see this life like a swinging vine, swing my heart across the line in my 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's great to have you here. And yeah, thank you. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. You're listening to the Empowered Self Series with my co host, Dr. Freedom and Chab. I'm, I'm Dr. Pat. We're talking about patience. Do we still have time for this? Before we jump into this, Dr. Friedman, we've got a bunch of things here. And so I would like you to take a minute and talk about some of the things that, you know, you have coming up, some of the interviews you have, you know, tell us about the website and the book. (laughs) The website I have been patiently waiting for for several months and uh, definitely went through some trials and tribulations. So it's the the website is called thefearandanxietysolution.com. It's all written in one word, and yeah, visit it, especially if you're feeling that fear and anxiety is something that has been holding you back in your life, or also depression or insecurity. There are a lot of uh, resources and tools and articles and videos that are really going to help you already to get jump-started on that journey of healing. I do offer, of course, uh, individual breakthrough sessions if yeah. you're interested in that. You can uh, sign up for a free uh, initial consultation via Skype or the phone. I'm working with clients all over the world, so the best thing is just to fill out the contact form, schedule a free phone consultation or a Skype consultation, and then we go from there. Also, next week, uh, actually on Wednesday next week, I will be on the Borrowed Wisdom World Summit, which uh, you can sign up for free. It's a wonderful uh, just event that is about healing and creating more balance, joy, health, and happiness. Uh, this is going to be over 25 uh, experts that are weekly, uh, no, actually daily speaking on, on their topics. So I was very honored to be a part of that. And all you need to do is just to go to borrowedwisdom.com and then click on World Summit and sign up, and they'll send you all the information on how to listen to any of those interviews. Uh, And then, of course, you know, there is also the uh, next uh, Empowerment Radio Evolution coming up in January. We're going to certainly talk more in future shows about it. And there will be also in January a um, webinar, a three-month The Fear and Anxiety Solution webinar coming up that we will also talk more about in future shows. I love this because it's really kind of, you know, beautiful to actually see patients in action. Now, that's not, maybe, that's not an oxymoron that, the, you know, patients in action is not like two things opposing each other, right? <laughs> you know, there's something about that that really makes sense. You know, before the break, we were talking about patients, creativity, and then you mentioned trust. And I would love for you to talk about, you know, the idea of trust, its relationship to patients, because there's got to be a benefit to having patience. There's got to be something that we take away. Well, you know, patience is basically this ability to, to be in a place of acceptance when things don't really go your way or when you have to wait or, you know, when your expectations are not met. So, so in, in many ways, you could say patience is, is an act of, um, you know, really surrendering and saying, okay, this is how it is right now. Now, you can surrender into patience with the sense of, poor, poor me, and just saying, well, you know, that's all I can do to be patient and, 
and you have a you know more kind of a heavy cloud on you, or you can see trust as that undercurrent of the patients that just tells you, I know the patients will pay off. I know that this trust is something that will gain uh, eventually uh, or get me eventually to the place that I want to be. I just need to wait for the right timing. I need to let the right information come to me. I need to have all the clarity and that will not be able to get forced into my mind. Whatever it is, you know, whatever you're trusting, trusting in yourself, trusting in the universe, trusting in God, it certainly helps to make patience something much easier than just the time of waiting or the time of letting go of expectations. But you know, trust is also something we had talked about in a previous show, is something that I believe patience can help you to build. So if you are, you know, feeling that you're in a, in a space in your life where you don't trust, where you don't trust yourself or anything else, and in response to this, you do run around like a chicken without a head and you try everything and you go on 500 dates and you send out 700 resumes for all different kinds of jobs and you don't know what to do with your money, so you're invested in everything that, you know, potentially pops up somewhere. In other words, well, you try too hard and you're not having patience to find that right connection. If you're stepping back and letting yourself practice patience and you realize, wow, it actually works out. I do actually see things more clearly. I do see how things actually unfold. I don't have to chase after everything. I can actually let them come to me. It actually builds trust. It's going to help you to go through life with a much greater sense of peace and confidence. So in that regard, patience is also a wonderful practice in that building of confidence and trust process that I think we all need to really engage more in because who has enough confidence, who has enough trust? I don't know anyone. I just know that this is something we just as human beings, as our consciousness, need to work on. And it's it's a joy to work on that. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to schedule a session with you because the bottom line is you're talking about 500 dates. I'm trying to get one date, Dr. Friedman, okay? (laughs) You know, forget about the 500 dates. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I I mean, and you know, I I don't think I'm alone in listening to this. For those of you guys out there, I want to know from the listeners, how well are you doing with this patience idea? How patient are you right now? Do you want to get some help with this in the show? 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. You know, so much is said about patients. We talk about patients from everything from what goes on on the job. But I will tell you, I would love for you to address, uh, you know, this this right here. You know, we seem to really have short fuses in, a, in some very specific areas of our lives. Our spouse, if you have one. Our children. Do you have any of those? Uh, And we've kind of, you know, given ourselves away to the work idea, meaning that maybe we don't have patience at work, but boy, we have resigned to a sense of powerlessness at work. And so, you know, I think that there's a trick here because I'm not so sure if we really get the difference between powerlessness and patience. No, that's completely different. Absolutely. I mean, I think when you are feeling powerless, you feel ultimately uh, resigned and you feel out of control and you feel there is nothing you can do. It's a very, very depressing state and there's not a lot of hope. 
I mean, yes, you may have to have patience just to make it through until you get into retirement age, but uh, that's not the patience that I'm talking about because it's not a very healing place. It's not a very uh, positive place. But uh, if you're saying, for example, I want to have a different job and uh, I want to maybe uh, advance in my career, have more options, so I gonna take the two-year course that happens uh, on the weekends and I'm just gonna be patient with that yeah. and and I will go through the two years even being stuck in the job I don't really enjoy because I'm gonna patient, be patient with the building of the next chapter of my life then it's gonna pay off because it's it's in many ways patience needs purpose and if you do have a certain purpose attached to the patience it's going to happen. That's why women are willing to go through all the pains and all these, uh, all the discomfort of pregnancy, because they know the purpose of being patient is to not say, "Oh, seven months are over. I am done with it. Let's get it out of me." No, they know I need to wait another two months in order for this uh, child to have the best chance to be ready for meeting the sunlight. And so, there is something also with uh, what you talk about. Uh, you know, with getting one date. I mean, there is also a purpose connected to that. You want to have the right date. It's not about having all these different experiences. It's about there is a right person waiting somewhere and I let that right person come to me and I got to be patient with that. And so that's certainly an important connection, this purposeful patience rather than the resigned patience. Well, you know, uh, there is a relationship, isn't there, between patience and scarcity thinking. It's an inverse relationship, so to speak, right? You know, because I can think about points in time where I got very, very anxious about something that I wanted to happen, especially when I was, you know, finishing up at school. And, you know, I was really in a place of like, oh, man, I want this to happen like now. You know, why isn't it happening now? Because I was at a place of fear, and I was at a place of fear because I was at a place of what happens if what happens if I don't graduate? What happens if I don't pass? And so we run quicker, quicker, quicker to try to get that thing that we want. And doesn't that actually hurt us? You know, doesn't the running faster actually hurt us? What do we have to do to pause? Well, it often drains a lot of energy and, you know, we run in circles, we take detours, we don't really take the shortest line. Sometimes patience is actually a much faster way to get from A to Z than just running in the zigzag that lots of people are doing because they want to force the outcome rather than letting the outcome actually happen or, or just unfold. But, you know, I think with, uh, with what you just said, it is normal to be scared when things are not really happen the way you feel they should be happen because there is the what if, mm-hmm. there is this negative thinking, and there is the distrust. And it's all about, you know, whenever we are scared, it's about the feeling of I need to be in control. I need to know. I need to be sure. And, and that is certainly something that's completely the opposite of patience because if you want to know and if you have to be in control, and if there is any kind of waiting period, that feels excruciating. At the mm-hmm. beginning, you get frustrated. The longer it takes, the more you doubt, and then you get scared. I mean, that's in, in anything that you have to be patient with. But see, that is where the analogy with being patient when it comes to being in traffic comes mm-hmm. really handy. Because 
when clients are in traffic, you know, when they're you know in big cities like LA or Chicago, and they just know every morning I have to be forty-five minutes in a traffic jam. It's just you know horrible. I don't know what to do. I get so frustrated. I look at these other people, and I know they cannot drive. It's their fault, and so they spiral into a negativity. And so I suggest to them to do their, for example, breathing exercise, or do their affirmation, or do their uh, already setting up the day for what they actually really want to accomplish or experience or express in that day. So they use that time as a gifted time. They use that time as a time to recenter, uh, as a time to actually really get in alignment with the day. And they are grateful now. Now they're actually looking forward to the traffic jam because they know, oh, that is my time. That is great. I'm really glad that I'm sitting here with all the other people and that I feel like this is my moment where I turn off the radio, I turn off any distractions, I turn off the phone, and I just use that being in that place of moving slow to realign myself to my own rhythm. And so it's in anything that we do. You know, when you are, I have a, a client who is a Reiki master, and so uh -huh. whenever she goes to the doctor's office, and you know how often you have to wait in the doctor's office. Oh, yeah. She doesn't get impatient. She just sits there and sends everyone in the office Reiki. And she just, you know, feels like, okay, I'm doing my part of healing the people in the office by being there for them. And in that moment, it becomes purposeful again. You know, waiting and being in this moment of having to be patient doesn't mean that you have to be idle and passive. You just can use then this slower pace to maybe plant other seeds or maybe learn a little bit more about yourself or maybe become introspective. It doesn't mean that you have to be turned off and basically wait until someone is turning you on again. Yeah, I mean, we live in a society right now where we're into the flip the switch mentality. And, Absolutely. you know, I heard that expression the other day, and I was really struck by it. And what that means is, you know, when we want our light on in a room, for the most part, we have a switch on the wall, for the most part, many of us do. And we're used to flipping that switch. And voila, as you would say, we have light, right? Right. And so that becomes now sort of this momentum, this analogy, you know, to the point where when we call somebody, we... A, we're expecting you to get right back to me. If I text you and you don't text me right back right away, why not? Even if you're at work, why can't you text me back? And, you know, this is really back to the question I had about the relationship between patience and obsession. Because a large part of this is we are now in this obsessive compulsive mode sometimes about information. If we don't hear from somebody in a nanosecond, we can sometimes go down the rabbit hole. I mean, it's a, re it's a pace that is hard to, to identify because so many are doing it, Dr. Friedman. That's what I wanted to ask you about is how do you help people see that even if the hundred people over here are acting that way, that they do not have to act that way? Well, it's definitely about realizing, first of all, what does it do to you? You know, <laughs> being in the same light switch mentality, does mm -hmm. it work? Is it enjoyable? Is it something that you really feel makes you feel better about yourself or a better person? You know, I, I think we have to look at these, especially when it comes to these external rapid changes that we are all in, like this, you know, you text 
and then you want to have a response. It becomes like a new norm. And what happens when we don't get a response? What is actually that saying about us? Because it doesn't say anything about this person. Like you said, they may have dropped the phone in the toilet, and so yeah. now they're going to text you back. But what happens inside of you? What happens inside of you is that you become insecure. First, you feel like, well, angry at them. Then you feel disrespected. And then you wonder why. And then it goes down into this insecurity place that is fearful and that's anxious because you take it on, you take it personally with the expectation it should be different. And so I think the stories that we are telling ourselves as a reaction to not having the things happen like in light switch speed is what actually helps us to understand more these are the changes we need to address. So confidence, a greater sense of you know really self-reliance rather than feeling I only get a sense of self-worth when I get the response from someone else or the approval from someone else, you know, a greater sense of trust because I know a lot of mothers that don't immediately hear back from their kids when they're yeah. texting yeah. already see them in the ditch or, you know, see them hijacked or whatever. So that's a, also a level of trusting, letting go a little bit of that, you know, electronic umbilical cord and, and be willing to let the kids also have their own experiences and their own trust. And in the good old days, we were not able to always survey the children. We were not immediately getting in contact. I mean, sometimes, you know, we had to write letters and wait for a week to get a response. We were lucky. And yeah. uh, that is something that we cannot even imagine anymore really doing because we are too impatient. But isn't there something that we can practice? Isn't there something where we could say, well, maybe we're getting too stiff, too rigid with our expectations and how we think it should be. And maybe we should to stretch a little bit. So let's write a letter and see that we get a letter back and just be really excited about that. And rather than expecting this instant response, let's do something like just, you know, using time that is gifted to do some breathing, some introspection, let's realize when we do feel impatience that it's not the problem of time or the problem with the circumstances, but it's our problem that we need to address in regards to what is actually the symptom of impatience telling us about ourselves. Let's lose all of this to really become more empowered. You know, you've mentioned the symptoms of impatience. Let's talk about those for a few minutes. I know we've got a little time left here, a few minutes left. You know, when we say symptoms of impatience, as you were talking, I wonder if we even recognize now, Dr. Friedman, that, you know, we are in that impatient zone. You know, mm. do we actually recognize this? As you said, what are some of the symptoms of impatience? Well, you know, certainly your mind starts to run and race and look for reasons why things are not the way they are. Mm -hmm. uh, nervousness, stress, feeling frustrated, irritated, and, you know, just basically wanting to be out of the present moment, already looking forward to the next thing, especially when you have to wait. And then also when you're impatient because you get anxious, because you feel like things are not happening. You know, like you said, you're impatient about the future. You don't really know what if this or that happens, uh, what will be the outcome. So impatience, um, you know, has a whole gamut of responses, but all of them get you out of what is into a what if or into, you know, the time afterwards. It doesn't allow you to be present. And so 
if you notice that your mind, your energy is kind of pulled away, if you notice that you get a little antsy, if you notice that you get uncomfortable with yourself, that's definitely a sign that there is an impatience going on inside of you. You know, one of the things that I don't know if this happens for, uh, I don't know if this happens for you guys, but I will tell you that some of us that are of a little season note, it is the famous hot flash, Dr. Friedman, <laughs> the famous hot flash. And, you know, I know the women, I could feel the women out now listening to the show saying, yep, that'd be it. And, you know, I, unfortunately for me, I kind of started that at, you know, a very young age. But that's it for me. I mean, I start to, I can feel the sweat coming up my back, even if though I'm not conscious of it. What can we do? I know we've got about a minute or so left. What can we do, you know, to get that managed? Well, I wouldn't practice patience when you're the most impatient because that's usually, you know, setting you up for disaster. Yeah, so then... having patience just as a general mindset where you say, I'm going to get, I'm going to stretch myself more into patience and let's do it on the weekends when I have a little bit more time. Let's nice. not make your weekend totally full with all these uh, errands and everything that you need to do or you think you need to do. But just let be patience also be a part of your weekend, maybe starting with a very patient, nicely paced breakfast, maybe just letting patiently your heart tell you what you're up for this weekend rather than feeling you have to plan every minute and let your patience also improve your relationships. So rather than feeling like, oh, my spouse is still not ready, we're gonna be 10 minutes late and getting angry and frustrated, let yourself go into patience through loving and adoring the person that you're with and then feeling like, wow, this is actually so much easier to see the situation with the patience. Oh, he or she will be ready. I know. I know it's going to be fine. These people look forward to seeing us. There is nothing to be frustrated about because that only brings me further away from my spouse and also further away from me. These little things just really make a difference because patience can be relearned. We all have it inside of us. We had to be patient to go from crawling to sitting to finally walking and we did it. So let's be patient again. Let's remember how it feels and see how it makes life way more rich because you're more aware and present with the experience of the now. And that's really what we need because life is going fast by anyhow. Why not enjoying it more? Wow. Dr. Friedman Schaub, everybody, go to the website, thefearandanxietysolution.com. Thank you so much for this show today. If you've missed any part of it, it will replay later tonight. And stay tuned for the video on YouTube and on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you next time. Receiving audio was via a Skype call.